You can check out Pacers Running online or in person in one of their five stores in Northern Virginia or D.C. Great people. If you're going to take care of your feet, get you up and actually running. Stoner, you yourself have uh, just started running again yep. after the first time in how many years? Uh, two. <laughs> or or yeah, since the pandemic. Yeah, I stopped running because I used to run every day when I go into work, but. Stopped running during the pandemic, but I'm back on it, baby. Six miles today. Let's go. Let's go. And let's go to this game here. Green Bay visiting Washington this weekend. And like I said, we got our man, Jacob Westendorf, joining us here on Ref the District. Appreciate you coming in. Make you the big screen here for us. Yeah, big screen. Billy. Oh, we like that. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's What's up, Jacob? How you oh, doing, another- buddy? Um, uh, well, after Sunday, I'm not doing all that well, but, uh, I, I can't figure out what's going on with this Packers team. And after watching, uh, the Thursday night game between the commanders and the bears, I was like, wow, we can't be that bad. Right. And then Sunday it, it was like, it was a rough go on what Sunday at home. 10? 10, 10 points. Yeah. And the one touchdown that they got was like a miracle ball that Allen was like, it was just everything on offense is just so hard for them. And it was Lazard catching a jump ball in the back corner of the end zone to his back shoulder. And yeah. nothing comes easy for this Packers offense, I tell you. Hmm. Now, you said that uh, you don't really know what's going on. But, I mean, if you tried to pinpoint it, are you, are you going to go with LaFleur? Are you going to go with Rodgers, the lack of Devontae Adams? Or, or where is it that the the, the problem is for, for Green Bay right now that's giving some of us Washington fans a little hope that this is a winnable game? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a snowball effect. It's all of it. Uh, the offensive line is much worse than it was a year ago, and everything starts up front. You know, they're reintegrating David Bakhtiari after him having missed basically two full seasons or a full season and a playoff run. Uh, you've got Elton Jenkins playing tackle. He might be better suited to play guard. You've got John Runyon who struggled, Josh Myers, who a lot of people think is a solid player, but he's a second-year player that only played like six games last year, so it's kind of been up and down for him. And Royce Newman is a turnstile. Like, I don't even know what else to explain for that guy. He was an okay starter for them last year, but he has really, really struggled for this team this year. And if Washington wants to find a matchup it's those guards or that interior with those with that front that you guys have that is very very good uh in washington one of the reasons i thought it might be a formidable foe in the nfc east is because of that front obviously missing chase young at this point but the rest of it i mean the adams thing is an easy thing to point to packer fans the optimist view was like oh well aaron Rodgers will have to spread the ball around now and he'll be able to you know throw to these different guys and the reality is Romeo Dobbs looks like a nice player, uh, or at least he might be in, you know, someday. He looks like a nice player. Alan Lazard is a very nice, like, value-type player. Randall Cobb's not going to play this weekend, but he's had a nice start to the year. And they just – they don't have that guy who, like, it's third and seven, and we need a guy to get the, you know, get the drive started or keep the drive alive. That's what Adams had been for so many years, and they just – they don't have a guy like that right now. So And, and then on, to top it all off – the quarterback who they gave $50 million to this offseason is playing like Carson Wentz for, for lack hey, of easy uh, kill. Easy <laughs> oh, of oh, I mean, <laughs> no, we're just playing. That's... It's, it's just, it's not a good situation right now for anybody on offense. LaFleur uh, has struggled to adjust to the personnel that they have. Rogers obviously has autonomy at the line of scrimmage. Their best players 
were supposed to be their two running backs. And Aaron Jones has looked that part. AJ Dillon has not. He looks like somebody who's running in cement. So that's been a struggle for them as well. They just don't have anybody that it's like, hey, we flipped the ball to them and they know that they're going to get him, you know, seven, eight, nine yards on a play. They don't create anything, you know, make any plays after the catch. And like I said, if you look at all of their touchdowns this year, a vast majority of them are just really difficult or came with like, it was just like pulling teeth to get their way down the field. There was some stat a few weeks ago about how they're like second in the league in explosives. And it really is misleading because a lot of those explosives were like, Oh, they dumped the ball to a guy and he didn't have anywhere near him. So he ran for 12 yards, but he really, the ball traveled five in the air Mm. and they just kind of found, or they made like two or three in garbage time against Minnesota in week one. Like they just don't have, the big plays down the field and they don't have the plays that Devonte Adams used to make for them in the middle of the field. So it's a lot and it's a lot of issues and then they can't block anybody. So you add all that together, you have a really bad offense and that's what Green Bay has been so far to start this season. Hey, Trev, something just moved in my pants. I, I like what I'm hearing. I like everything that I like everything I'm hearing right now. I love this. No, uh, uh, we did want to, you touched on the whole Aaron Rodgers thing and, and I just want to know, you know, we've been in Washington fans for a long time here, and we've gone through 76 different quarterbacks in the last 30 years. You had two. Mm-hmm. Can you kind of tell us what it's like to every day, every year, go into the season and say, well, let's go get a, a receiver or let's go get a lineman or, you know, and never have to worry about a quarterback? What's that like? Yeah, I'm 31 years old, so I oh. my life it literally is Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. That is wow. it. And yeah, I everybody every other fan base says it all the time. Oh, you're spoiled, and I always tell them, yes, I am, and mm-hmm. I understand that, and I know that because then you know I live in Illinois, so Chicago in that same time frame has started like 30 something quarterbacks. Yeah, and I say to them all the time, like. I understand why you guys want Justin Fields to be so good, so bad, even though he doesn't look like he's very good. Maybe that'll change in the near future, but you have to talk yourself into it because you have, they have no, like the greatest quarterback that they've had in my lifetime is Jay Cutler. No disrespect to smoke and Jay, but that's not exactly a bit bit of a step down. Right. Exactly. So when you've got these guys that kind of just come in and you know, they're, they are whatever, then you just kind of sit back and are like, there was a tweet I remember. It was in like 2012. I think the Chiefs were starting Tyler Palco. And mm. BJ Raji, who then tweeted out, thank God for Aaron. Oh, my God. Because Palco just was terrible. And I think they were playing Chicago, who was starting Caleb Haney. And that game. so it was like two really bad quarterbacks. Of course, again, it's, it's a fortune. I've lived a very fortunate life. And I made the joke that, you know what, uh, Jordan love is going to take over next year and start the next era of the next 15 mm-hmm. years of one Super Bowl title and, and 15 years of really good quarterback. play. I don't actually think that's going to happen, but it would mm-hmm. be pretty sick. Yeah. <laughs> well, we would continue to be jealous if that's the case there. I can't believe you're a fib man. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's a, my, I went to school in green Bay. Um, and that's what all my friends called me was fib or fib which is the same thing, but with a boat, although I don't have a boat. So I don't know why they would call me that <laughs> for, for the uninitiated. That's an effing Illinois bastard. I, I don't know why I censored one and not the other, but <laughs> it, it, it is what it is there. Um, now the, uh, this is something from our friends over that authentic and the beard. Appreciate them jumping in here. Uh, you, you mentioned the lack of explosive plays and, and stuff. Washington has been given up 
uh, an average of five or more plays of 20 plus yard games. Are you looking forward? I know you kind of talked about the weakness for, for your offense being that interior line. We have a couple, you know, monsters up front. One of them is that guy right there, Jonathan Allen. But are you looking to kind of exploit this, uh, this Washington defense's the back seven that's kind of struggled at times? If they could protect, yeah, that would be that would. I mean, that's that's the the catch twenty two, right? You guys might remember years ago the New York Giants when they won their titles. Not exactly the greatest of secondaries, but they had those dudes up front with four. The Philadelphia Eagles when they won their Super Bowl, very similar that way. That's kind of the formula. It looks like Washington is trying to implement, mm-hmm. uh, but the problem is when they do get blocked, like my guy mentioned, five or more plays of twenty plus yards a game. When they do get blocked, it sounds like they're not holding up at all. I mean, this isn't the day. I think somebody has a Sean Taylor towel behind their head. Like that's not the days of Sean Taylor running uh, back there, back there. Where I remember in 2007, it was Favre's last year there, and Favre tried to hit a deep ball, and he thought he had it. Not many people could cover up a hole like if Favre was trying to trying to hit one. And Taylor had two picks in that game. He was the best player on the field. And I was like, this dude is special. Unfortunately, obviously, that situation uh, happened with him. But it's not that way with those guys anymore. They are really struggling cover things up. So if Green Bay can block them, there's opportunities in that game. There may be some shuffling on the offensive line this week. LaFleur hinted that, you know, maybe he said everything's on the table. Now coaches say that all the time, but this guy here is saying bringing blitzes, the Packers really struggled with stunts, twists, and they're not like overly complicated ones. Robert Sala this weekend against the Jets, they were running really basic twists, really basic stunts, and like not really the most exotic blitzes. And they were getting home. Like Rodgers was under duress quite a bit throughout the course of the game. He hasn't been good when he is protected. He's even worse when he's not protected so far this year. Mm. So I am looking forward to it. I guess the the question is, can they block those guys? And I just don't know. You know, I haven't seen anything this year that suggests any good front they faced, they've struggled with. And that's even with Bakhtiari back in the lineup. So it's come out that Aaron Rodgers is supposedly saying that he wants the offense more simpler or simplified. <laughs> so where is this disconnect coming from where offense, the offense is struggling so bad? Because like we've seen it where he started off maybe the first two games kind of slow, we're like, uh-oh, and then he turns on like that. But it's been, mm-hmm. what, six games already, and they're, what, two and four, I think? Or is that your record, two? They're three and three. Three and three. Yeah. three, and three. They'll they be three and four there. after this weekend. Where is the disconnect, and is that true? Something like does that hold water? The the whole simplifying offense. Yeah. So one of the questions I got asked shortly after that was about uh, pre snap motion, which is like a staple of you guys have seen it when Robert Griffin was the quarterback with like Kyle Shanahan, and they were running the Shanahan offense. That was a big part of the things that they were doing. And Rogers famously doesn't like stuff like that. He grew up in the West Coast offense with you know Mike McCarthy being here for as many years as he was, and that's the offense that he likes, where he has. You know, one by one or one by three, two by two on each side, and he can see what they're doing and kind of go with it. The problem is the Packers don't have the personnel to do that, to say just, hey, when you're one-on-ones and timing and precision. Well, they don't have timing and precision because they're starting a rookie in Romeo Dobbs and also some younger players with Christian Watson hasn't played much, but he's still, Lazard hasn't been in that role, Cobb, et cetera. Um, so they're struggling with that stuff. And they don't have guys that can win their one-on-ones because that's not really what they're best suited as. Because again, Dobbs, rookie, Lazard, Cobb, not exactly suited to do stuff like that. So he doesn't like the pre-snap motion uh, and the simplification. I mean, yeah, you've seen it. The Packers this year, they have yet to win the turnover battle and they make way more 
like silly, stupid mistakes that you would never get. There's a game against Chicago where AJ Dillon went the wrong way or Rogers went the wrong way and they end up fumbling. Same game. Josh Myers snaps the ball basically on one and it should have been snapped on two. Like maybe that's what he means, but they really do between LaFleur and Rogers. They kind of have a very different approach to the way they want to ideally play offense. And that's been a struggle because when they've played offense, the LaFleur way, so to speak, Rodgers won the MVP in 2020 and was the best quarterback in the NFL. Last year, mm-hmm. won the MVP a little less LaFleur, a little more Rodgers, and I don't know if he was the best quarterback in the NFL, but, I mean, he was still very much up there, obviously winning the league MVP. That's the struggle, is they're at their best when they do stuff the coach's way, but the quarterback is 19 years in. He makes $50 million and kind of has his own way of thinking as far as doing things. So where's that? Where's that perfect marriage come in? The Packers better figure it out because otherwise this offense is going to flounder and they're going to continue to struggle. So what do you think of, uh, as Gus Bus is asking here, uh, what do you think about our old defensive coordinator, now your defensive coordinator, Joe Barry? Yeah, so the guys in on the team think or speak very highly of him, which is cool. The players speak highly of him. Uh, we've had an opportunity on Game on Wisconsin to talk to like Kenny Clark and a few others, and they speak highly of him. And that matters to some degree, right? And execution ultimately matters more than the coaches. However, when they hired him, so they tried to hire Jim Leonard, the defensive coordinator from Wisconsin, who's now the head Mm. coach. He said no. And then LaFleur used to work with Joe Barry. uh, And that felt like a panic hire. And you guys know, I mean, when he was in Washington, I don't think the defense ever finished above the bottom third of the league. No, it was was terrible. And he was and he was the architect of the famously 0-16 Detroit Lions defense, which finished 32nd in the NFL. And this Packers team, everybody was you know, looking at the season saying, well, they lost Devontae Adams, but their defense is going to be better. Like they've got you know all these guys, and we'll talk about some of the guys they have on defense, but they've struggled. And they've struggled a lot with a lot of different things. Some of it is scheme stuff. Um, I think I saw the other day when they run cover four and cover six, they've given uh, 27 passes, like three of them are incomplete and the rest have been completed for like big yards and several touchdowns. I don't have the exact number off the top of my head on that. Uh, Some of it is, I think some of the guys that were talked about as these highly touted players that are really good um, haven't played as well, or they're not as good as we thought they were. Or we talked about, you know, Devondre Campbell and Rasul Douglas guys that had big years last year, not playing as well this year. Mm. Um, so Barry hasn't done a good job, I, I don't believe, because uh, they have struggled. And, you know, each of the last two coordinators, there's always seemed to have been a stretch where Matt LaFleur has said, oh, I talked to you, whether it was Barry or prior to him, Mike Pettin, about off coverage, being more aggressive, you know, whatever the whatever the talking point was. And I said to myself one day, I was like, I would just like once maybe to see if LaFleur can hire a defensive coordinator. He doesn't feel like he has to babysit. So I don't know if he has that, but it certainly feels that way. And it's not a good look when the head coach has to tell you like, Hey, you've got these guys that have played really well. And you have Jair Alexander, who he's one of the guys that has played well on the defense. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a guy who Sunday, and I don't understand why more D coordinators don't do this. I'm not a coach. They're smarter than I am certainly, but I see Terry McLaurin on the other side. 23 is following him wherever he goes. I don't care where he's at on the field. That's how it should be. They don't do that. And you saw that week one, Justin Jefferson. I think he just caught another pass against the defense because he's just continued. that It's, it's been a struggle and, and it's going to continue to be a struggle if they do things the way they have. So while we're on defense, where can the Redskins, uh, 
exploit the defense and the rest for score a lot of points. And, and the who, Trav? Sorry. Wow. The commander. <laughs> I was going to ask. We're still getting past that. I understand, and I still struggle with it sometimes. I even called them the football team the other day. So they've had three <laughs> right. names in four years or something like that, yeah. so I can't keep up either. Uh, to answer your question, running the ball, um, I know that's B. John Robinson – or not? no, I'm sorry, that's Texas. Brian Robinson um, – <laughs> And then obviously Antonio Gibson, both of those guys, well, Robinson didn't, but Gibson had a pretty decent game against Green Bay last year. Taylor Heineke ran for almost 100 yards in Green Bay last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you rush one, def- but okay. <laughs> his rush defense, the Green Bay's rush defense is terrible. Uh, and I don't have, like, there is no, like, excuses of, oh, they're playing light boxes or, oh, they're missing their defensive line. Like, they're not good. And they haven't been good except for, I mean, they're like New England. They're playing New England at home a few weeks ago. And Bailey Zappi comes into the game, the third string quarterback. Now it looks like he's been better, maybe. Uh, but Brian Hoyer was playing before that. It's very obvious the, to the entire world that New England wants to run the ball. And they ran for four and a half yards, five yards a crack. And that mm-hmm. is, it's really hard because Green Bay's defense is built to rush the passer. Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith, Kenny Clark, those three guys can get after the quarterback. Uh, Devondre Campbell and Quay Walker are both kind of more coverage oriented types. They want their DBs to be able to play, but they, Green Bay hasn't stopped the run like 2019, that NFC title game against the Niners where Raheem Mostert ran for like 700 yards. That's what everyone Mm -hmm. points to, Mm -hmm. but they've really struggled for years. And some of that I think is just an organization mindset of like, Oh, this doesn't matter. Um, That's true. They did shut down Tampa's run game, but you know, we're what six weeks in they're three and three. What does that, what does that mean? Uh, I don't, I, I don't know. And yeah, they, they haven't allowed a lot of passing yards uh, in the NFL. Some of that might be because they like to run the ball uh, against the team, which I could certainly understand that last week, the jets, I mean, they had a seven minute drive where they just bled the clock and it was Brees Hall and Michael Carter again and again and again. So it's, it's a lot of, yeah. So, I mean, something that they had a lot of success with, with Michael Floor, and I'm sure, I don't know who the offensive coordinator in Washington is now admitted. We don't either. It's fine. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> we, don't, we don't talk about him around here. He's tabby. Scott Turner, for the record, but oh, uh, yeah. yeah, he's okay. he's not he's not uh, not, he's well not been having a good year, <laughs> and uh, and this was the year he was supposed to flourish because he had a QB, but that's not quite what's happening here in Washington. Unfortunately, not then. But something the Jets did last week with Mike Lafleur was those two running back sets. Well, Washington certainly has the personnel to do that. I really like Antonio Gibson. And Robinson has been a good back for them. It's it's really great. Not even just like I feel bad for him because it almost feels like everybody's like, oh, he got shot and he came back within like three weeks of the season. It's like, no, he's actually a really good player too. It's not mm-hmm. just a great story. Mm-hmm. But they got those two guys. McKissick's been a good uh, pass catcher out of the backfield for them. I think they could attack Green Bay's defense that way with some of those two back. And the other thing about Green Bay's team is they're undisciplined. So misdirection, counters, uh, trick plays if you feel the need to do that. Uh, zone reads. I think Heineke broke one of those zone reads last year against them for a really long uh, gain mm-hmm. as well. So those are plays. I mean, the Packers, they really are. They're just, their defense is over talented, overhyped, under disciplined, and undercoached. Hmm. So we got a dub coming on Sunday. does sound that way. Let's, let's go ahead. We have uh, a lot of people here are, are pretty, pretty happy with you uh, so far <laughs> saying that you're a good guest. Uh, don't break our hearts now. What do, what's the outcome of this game Sunday against Green Bay here in Washington? And I'm writing it down, so I'm going to yes. hold you to it. Sure. So, I mean, Green Bay has never lost – had never lost, I should say, two games in a row under Matt LaFleur. Uh, and that obviously ended on Sunday when they lost to the Jets. 
to me, again, football is everybody loves fantasy football and they talk about receivers and tight ends and running backs and all that stuff. This is still a big man's football game and mm-hmm. it's played up front on both sides of the ball. And I think Washington has the advantage on both sides of the ball. And now, like the other thing was if Carson Wentz played, maybe he has a propensity to turn the ball over, but Green Bay doesn't get any turnovers anyways. They have one interception. So Green Bay has played Kirk Cousins, Justin Fields, Bailey Zappi, Daniel Jones. Uh, Tom Brady playing with repairmen and uh, last week, Zach, Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson, yeah, one interception with <clears> Jair <throat> Alexander, Eric Stokes and Rasul Douglas, all guys that should be getting their hands on the ball more. One interception have, in six games. We have two in six games. Yeah. We have one two. Off, we intercepted <laughs> Trevor Lawrence on a pretty much like whatever YOLO ball at the end of the game. And then one was just a freak accident because he threw it off of our defensive lineman's helmet straight up and Jonathan Allen just happened to be there to catch it. So it's not like, we were, <laughs> I remember that. That's okay. Yeah, that was funny. Okay, so Green Bay, so Green Bay is not getting any turnovers anyway. So I don't know how much that matters. Washington is willing to commit to their running game and run the ball, and probably more so with a backup quarterback in the game now. And like I mean, Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen scare the ever living piss out of me, especially with this isn't Josh Sitton and TJ Lang up front anymore. Um, I know Montez Sweat's a good player that could potentially give their right tackle some troubles, whether that's Elton Jenkins or Zach Tom or whoever it is they decide to put out there. And Green Bay struggles to score points. So I, I like Washington. This, might, I be a, this I, might be a boring game, you guys. This might be a Thursday night primetime game. I'm, and I'm yeah, and that's what I'm thinking. It's like 14 to 10. Washington. Because yeah! I don't, I don't, I don't, and I don't think either team time, could, Jacob. Yeah, I don't think either team could score a lot of points. And I think the team that's more committed to running the ball and actually does something maybe well is Washington with rushing the passer. But Green Bay right now, I don't know what they do well. Maybe I'm too down in the dumps because they lost a home game to a crappy Jets team, but they did. All right. Well, Jake, we uh, we appreciate you coming on here, uh, Jacob. Where can our, 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 our viewers who enjoy your content, where can they go to see you? Sure, you can find me on Twitter at Jacob Westendorf. I had a really long thread the other day for how I thought the Packers should have traded Aaron Rodgers at the end of last season, and that didn't go over very well, as you yeah. might imagine. Um, but I, I, you can find me there. You can find me Game On Wisconsin at Game On WI, and we got something basically every single night. So a lot of people talking Washington Commanders this week. Awesome. Excellent. Make sure you head out there again, Jacob. Thank you for joining us here on ref the district. We will have to see uh, from the DMV mess hall, whether or not we can get you a mug uh, that might be in the works. We'll see. That's, I'll been, drink our, out of it. No that's been our thing here lately is get a, get our guest mugs. Okay. All right. Well, we right. appreciate Thanks, you jumping buddy. on. Thanks for uh, have, you a, have a good night and a horrible Sunday. Yes. <laughs> Same to you guys. Thank you. All right. <laughs> Appreciate Jacob coming on there. They're going to move back into our positions here. Gentlemen, kind of got some good feelings from that. I have good feelings from that, but I'm going to bring it down a notch because this sounds – this is the perfect setup for a get-right game for Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it does. You know what I mean? They've lost two in a row. Is he going to lose three in a row? I mean, we give up explosive plays. (sighs) I'm with you, Trev. I just I, I, I just, got two words for you, Trev. What? Two words Aaron for Rogers. Aaron. Yeah, I know. And like Yeah. I'm uh, with you, Trev. They do look poopy against these other teams. But all those know, years man. you watch Aaron Rodgers in those press conferences and he tells people, you know, when they're on these little losing streaks or whatever, and he's always like, just chill out or whatever, yeah, you know, relax. relax yeah. Right. And and he's always like, you know, we'll figure he will figure it out. 
And I know. It's, and it's getting to that point of the season where he's going to figure it out. So, yeah. Yeah. Of, course, of course, it's going to be against us here. And yeah. Authentic in the beard with some of the some good stats here during it. Uh, one of them, Green Bay, third best down third down defense is the uh, the uh, is seventh. No, oh, they're, they're the best. The big one is is the, the best. best third. Oh, okay. So they're the best third down defense. Reading is fundamental folks <laughs> green bay best third down defense versus washington's seventh worst third down offense so yeah. can washington nope. sustain drives will be the big question there another one from authentic in the beard again make sure you got check these guys out great guys uh great content uh green bay likes to blitz too fourth highest blitz percentage in the league in this uh yeah. offensive line i know jacob said that you know, it was, uh, you know, we Washington has the advantage, but our offensive line has been pretty, you know, ugly at times. If- Here, here's the thing. Here's the stat. And, and Authentic in the Beard, they give some really good, like, deep stats, right? Some nerdy stats, which is great. This is pretty simple to me. Green Bay's pass defense that he talked about, he says pretty good. It's number one. Okay, they have the number one pass defense in the league going up against Taylor Heineke. Okay, don't throw the ball. Just don't throw the ball this game. Their rush defense is 27th in the league. Run the damn ball. Run the damn ball. As as I think authentic in the beard have coined this phrase, uh, RTTB, run, wait, RTDB, run the damn ball. Jen Leno had more hat like that against the Bears. I want to see, I want to see minimum 35 rushes by this team. They have the horses, right? If Robinson's not doing, you've got Gibson. If Gibson's not doing it, you've got Robinson. If neither one of them are doing it, you can run some plays for McKissick. Yep. Right? They have the horses to do this. Run the ball all game long. And that's, again, that's how they won that, or they had that four-game winning streak last year, was they just started running the ball and eating that clock up. And they should have beat Green Bay last year if Taylor Heineke had not slid at the half-yard line. That's what scares me, too. It makes me nervous about this game because I feel like, yeah, maybe his arm's gotten better. Maybe he's, he can scramble and make something off-script happen. But the the mental part, is he going to make – He's still Taylor Heineke, right, Trev? Yeah, is he still going to make the dumbass mistakes? Is like, yes, or he is. Is he still like, going to be – is he smarter than the average bear? So. Yes, he is going to – he's going to make some plays – where you're going to say, well, that's why he's in there. And then he's going to make some plays where you're going to go, well, that's why he's a backup. You know what I mean? And we're just going to – it's going to be an up and down. It's going to be – he's going to understand the offense better. He's going to make those throws, those those anticipatory throws, I guess they call them, right, when when he's thrown to a spot where yeah. he knows a guy is eventually going to be – Premeditated throws. Yeah, right. He's going to be doing a lot of those. and But he's going to have those outs, those out passes, those 15-yard outs – where the receiver is just kind of standing there waiting for the ball to get there. Like, come on. And here comes the you ball. Know? And then here it goes. Yeah. Right. You know, little exactly. You know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah. you're gonna and we all saw that at camp, right? Like it was, it yes. was, it's, it's, it's not, it's, it's not too much of a, of a difference there. It's, but it is a, it's like a, it's just noticeable. And that becomes, that becomes a problem. Because the NFL is just too fast, so if you're a fraction slower than the others, you're you're going to you're going to get balls that are deflected mm-hmm. and uh, or or taken away. So 
It is. I thirty five would be. I, I want well over thirty five rushes for this. Yeah, I don't think more. it happens. Minimum. Yeah, I, I don't think it happens. But uh, you know, it depends. You know, this could be like the game against Tampa Bay last year, where they just kept driving. Right? You have ten minute drives, and mm-hmm. you know, low. Keep it low scoring. Keep keep Green Bay off the field so it doesn't subject. Uh, you know, the this back seven to Aaron Rodgers and making mistakes. But that's what we want every game, and that just mm-hmm. hasn't happened. And this they just, just went 12-7 against a horrible Bears defense, which, by the way, the Bears were horrid rushing defense, and yeah. Washington could not move the ball against them. So what makes you think that – Washington not able to run the ball last week runs the ball well against Green Bay this week. I think we had that mini bye. I think that Thursday night game kind of played into the effect of us not being able to move the ball as well as we should have on Thursday. Coming because it's a short week, guys are probably tired. You know how it is. And then um, it was cold also in Chicago, which that could have an effect. It's starting to get cold. But I think that we've had extra time to practice like that mini buy we didn't play this past sunday we had a little extra few days i think we can get back on track with the run game now that b rob has been back fully healthy now and not so much having to play on a on a fast pitch you know like a not, no chance to really do the playbook or practice that much now he has a full week of practice under his belt and stuff like that so i just think that a short week kind of played a part on that and we should uh retaliate retaliate I think I think that's fair. I think all of those are are good points. And and then just to add to it, uh, Taylor Taylor Heineke is a threat to run. Yeah, he's doing some read options, which mm-hmm. every team should have at least a few, unless you've got like a Tom Brady, right? Mm-hmm. If you have some read options in there, and then he decides to take off, that's that's a whole different uh, aspect of this offense than Carson okay. Wentz. Nobody's afraid of Carson Wentz running. Okay? No. He might break out, you know, and get, you know, a first down here and there by running, but he's not athletic like Taylor Heineke is. No. So that's going to help. That's going to help what? Sustain drives like we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. He's just, he gets those first downs by using his legs. That's what makes him different than most other quarter backup quarterbacks are his legs. So they yeah. have to use those legs, right? They have to install – running plays into the offense so that he uses his legs because otherwise he's just another backup noodle arm quarterback. But what makes him different are his legs. Mm -hmm. So they have to use that. And then that'll just open up other parts of the running game as well. And maybe the talk about moving Cosme into guard, I don't know if they're going to do that this week or if they're ever going to do that, but you know, you move him in there and you move Charles or Norwell out. And you leave Cornelius Lucas, who hasn't been graded real well, but at least he's not like showing up on the uh, uh, highlights for the other teams. Yeah, the worst list, sure. Right? So, you know, keep him over there at tackle and put Cosme inside their guard, especially with a busted hand. He's going to have a cast. So, you know. I I don't necessarily think that you're going to see Cosme out um, at guard anytime soon because I still believe that they want to see him develop as their future tackle. Mm -hmm. And so they're going to continue putting him in that situation when he's healthy. And so if you move him to guard, you kind of 
you know, undo some of that development. So I don't think they're going to see that. Okay. Uh, you, you mentioned he's kind of banged up here. I have the injury report in front of me. Uh, lots of names here on the Washington side. Uh, we had a question, I think, from EP earlier. Is Jahan Dotson going to play? He was limited with a hamstring injury. I believe he will be out this game as well. Sam Cosme limited with a finger injury. Uh, Tariq Castro Fields with a knee, limited with a knee. Percy Butler limited with a quad. Then you have a whole bunch of did not practice DNPs, Jonathan Williams, Carson Wentz, Logan Thomas, William Jackson, the third, Deami Brown and John Bates tight end one and tight end two are both out there. We got to see a little bit of Cole Turner this last time. Does, does Heineke find Cole Turner in the middle of the field this game? Yeah. Hell yeah. That's what I was going to allude to. I think if we have to pass the ball, cause I saw, I think it was Roger Smith said that running the ball, this is Scott Turner. We all know he hates doing that. Well, if he must pass the ball, I think this is run, 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 play action, uh, short five, six yard, dunk it down, you know, passes, chop it down the field. Don't try and do bombs because Taylor Heine cannot throw bombs. He has thrown bombs, and thank God we've had Terry McLaurin down there just to literally go up and get him out of the air because if we didn't have that, they'd be picks all day. So I think if you must throw it, dink and dunk. Take layups, take little short mid-range jumpers or get in the basketball. You know what I mean? Don't take any threes. We don't need any threes to win the game. Just run, 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 play action, and then dink and dunk, chop it down the field, take some time off the clock. You don't have to score 40 points. Let's, we, if we just score a touchdown on every possession, no matter what, how many we get, if we only get three possessions, let's score on each possession to make it look like we've had the ball for more than three possessions. So that's what I think. So then, yes, he will dunk it down to Cole Turner because it's Taylor Heineke. Well, that would be beneficial to uh, – I will give him that. He does go through his reads. Yeah, there were yeah. some plays where he's missed Terry, and so is Carson a lot. But, like, you've seen Carson look here, look here, look here, look here, and then run. you see him go through and then, oh, find someone last minute. So he does look through his reads, but it's, – <sighs> it's, it's really simple what I think separates him from being – a big, uh, you know, a starting quarterback in this league. And you can mm-hmm. talk all you want about how he strengthened his arm or whatever. I don't know. What is it? He did more curls or whatever in the offs. I don't know. Yeah, they say so. it's his legs, you know, because it's the, the core. It's a, the lo- yeah, the it's a full range body. of motion. Yeah, mm-hmm. but still, the difference is he would be a starting quarterback if he had the arm. He and just doesn't have the arm. And he's not going to develop an arm overnight this nope. or, you know, this weekend to where he's just going to start making all these rocket throws. He can make that throw like he made in the preseason to Cam Sims for that <laughs> touchdown, that 15-yarder, you know, mini slant or whatever that is, and he can rocket it in there. But that's it. He can't <laughs> make the 20-yard out. I mean, yeah. he can make it, but he can't make it effectively. He can't make no. it to where you've got NFL corners over there feasting on that, waiting for that lollipop to come through and just jump on it. I mean, yeah. we saw that last week with uh, Cooper Rush. Right, yeah. Cooper Rush was getting away with everything, and then he just started throwing those outs to good corners, and they started eating it up. Same thing with Taylor Heineke; they'll eat those those plays up. Can't have those plays. Keep them short, and then you know YOLO when you're down seventeen ten with a minute to go. Just <laughs> YOLO it to the end zone. He's uh, discount Chad Pennington, right? Z- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't even oh, he doesn't even have Pennington's arm. I don't think. <laughs> no, he's got Cooper Rush's arm. That's what yeah, he's got. He does. He does. I mean, this is what it is. Yeah. Otherwise, he'd be making $25 million a year and starting somewhere. 
That's fair. We'll see how he does here against Green Bay. Uh, Green Bay has uh, quite an f- uh, interesting list on their side for the oh, yeah. injury report uh, to include did not practice for Aaron Rodgers with a right thumb. Uh, you know, kind of he's interesting playing. there. Yeah, he will play. He's yeah, playing. of course he's going to play. Uh, but his right thumb injury, maybe that uh, plays into it a little bit. Uh, you had Christian Watson, that new mm-hmm. fancy yeah, wide great. receiver, did not play with uh, out with a hamstring. Randall Cobb did not play with an ankle injury. You have three linemen on this list. One did not practice, and Jake Hansen, who's a center guard, and then uh, Bakhtari and Jenkins, both limited with knee injuries. Um, yeah, those those so, two are starters, I believe. Jenkins and Bakhtiari. Yeah, so yeah. it's it's gonna be it's gonna and be interesting. What, yeah, Cobb's definitely. Not out. You heard that from Jacob. Is, heard that from Jacob. He's going to miss out? this game. Yeah, he's got a hand. He did not practice, and I, I imagine he, it's if he does not practice tomorrow, I would not expect Watson yeah. to come into this game. All right, he didn't play, he didn't play this game either. Put well, four guys on uh, Valdez. Who's there? He's not there? He's not there anymore. Yeah, he's oh, who's an, their he's number an, one guy. Alan Lazard. Lazard. Yeah, Lazard. Sorry, yeah, not Valdez. Valdez is in wherever he is now. Yeah, you're right. Put four guys around him. All right, and then you know single coverage everywhere else, and you'll do fine. There you go. Go That's get Aaron Rodgers. If we just go get Aaron Rodgers, look, you you can you can get to Aaron Rodgers with those four. Yeah, I don't think they need to blitz. Okay, no. they've got a weak offensive line. Yeah, right, an injured offensive line. Yeah, and they're no good anyway. We've no. got two of the best tackles in the game, and yep. you've got Montez Sweat, who's coming yep. off the That's best perfect. game. Exactly. Uh, stretch of his entire career right don't blitz make i i would still blitz back. send jamming davis up there uh, i would no, love man, man, to man. see him because he's not that great in coverage i take <laughs> yeah, okay carry Jamin davis can, can cover aaron jones out of the backfield would be there you right. go but but give him some help give him give jamin davis some help put two guys on aaron jones four guys I'm boxing, baby four, four guys on the, that receiver lazard and then everyone else can get one on one and rush for it. So it's four, five, six. Yeah, yeah, perfect. No problem. This is definitely a winnable game, though, for real. I really it's do. It's a winnable game. We're two and four, and I've I've watched every game. And if we take bits and pieces from every game and put it together on Sunday, we gotta treat Sunday like it's a Super Bowl. We can't. This is another game where we can't listen to stats. We can't listen to the injury report. You just got to watch the tape and go get this dude. Just go after Aaron Rodgers and put him on the ground, and we'll be fine. He doesn't have any receivers to bail him out. He doesn't have any running backs to bail him out. So just go get him, and we'll be fine. It'll be interesting to see. Of course, you can watch the game with us. Uh, We'll be having our live stream stoner, and Trev will be holding down the fort on that. EP and I will be at the game. I will probably be rocking – this jersey, keep sure. that same energy with 93 here, hoping uh, hoping for a victory. Stoners doesn't seem like he's going to pick Washington. Mm-mm. Trev seems like he's leaning Washington. Let us know where you're at in the chat because when we come back after this from our sponsors, I want to see these game scores. The cool down is brought to you by Manscaped. Ever since my Nathan started using their products, I can't cool down. 
Fellas, trust me, go to Manscaped right now and get 20% off and free shipping by using the code REF. Your ladies will appreciate you. Now back to Trev, Stoner, and my Manscaped man. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.